welcome back to the Extension Experience Podcast. I'm Dana Zook. I am on the OSU Stillwater campus at the OSU College of Veterinary Medicine. I'm joined today by Dr. Rosalind Biggs, OSU Extension Beef Specialist and Director of Continuing Education at the Vet School. Rosalind, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. Rosalind, first, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to OSU. Oh, sure. Well, it, I've kind of returned to OSU is is the way I feel. Um, I am originally from Chickasha, Oklahoma. I was in mixed practice uh, there. Um, and the reason I say I've returned to OSU is uh, I graduated high school from Chickasha. And then I came to OSU, majored in ag econ, and then came on to veterinary school as well. Um, and then I went back to Chickasha. I didn't they tell you like to go make your mistakes somewhere else and then come back <laughs> home. I didn't listen to that very well. But um, went to Chickasha, went back home um, to to practices down there in Chickasha in Verdon and uh, was in mixed veterinary practice there. Uh, then worked for the USDA for a little over a decade doing a variety of, uh, of things for um, APHIS veterinary services from mm -hmm. international export to disease response. Lots of lots of good experiences there. And then almost three years ago, I uh, came back home to OSU uh, to work for Extension and the College of Veterinary Medicine. It's been three years? Almost three years. Yeah. Oh my gosh. In July, at the, the middle of July. Yeah. Time so, flies when you're having fun. We're having so much fun. Yes. We're having so much fun. And we made it through a pandemic. So right. <laughs> um, we've uh, uh, we've learned a lot. And, yes. um, but uh, still loving the job and uh, trying to get some good work done. That's awesome. Rosalind, as we head into the summer months when cattle producers can experience pink eye, give us a brief summary of, um, and we'll go into some of those details, but just a brief, sure, brief summary. Sure, sure. So we use the we use the term pink eye to be kind of an, an all-encompassing catch-all term. Lots of times when we have any cow or calf or stock or whatnot mm -hmm. with an eye issue. Okay. And so we want to be we want to be a little careful with that term um, because it can there's there's lots of different causes for for eye issues, but you know our, our primary one that we generally focus on uh, when we use the word pink eye is infectious bovine keratoconjunctivitis. So. A really long veterinary term. <laughs> yes, um, it's not not necessarily uh, clear, but um, that infectious part means it's got something that causes an infection, right? So, mm -hmm. uh, generally thought to be uh, um, more axilla bovis okay. uh, is the primary agent on that. Even though there is some relatively new research that's saying we may have some other components to it, another more axilla that's that's contributing to it. But, um, you know, we can have a lot of different precipitating causes that may allow that bacteria to set up. And so um, we can talk about those a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's a bacteria, right? Generally, you a, ba that. generally a bacterial infection. Now, okay. we growing up, we use the word pink eye for a lot of different things. It could have been caused by an injury or right. we are eating some rough hay or okay. in rough pastures where we see things like grass-ons get caught behind eyelids, et cetera, um, scratches to the eye things like that that cause eye injuries. Usually when we use that term, that's that big long term again, that mm -hmm. infectious bovine keratoconjunctivitis, um, 
that has an infectious component component okay. to it. Yeah. Okay. So they have to have an injury for it to occur. Not necessarily. Okay. Not necessarily. Um, you can have some kind of dysfunction um, or or break in in the eye, usually in the cornea, okay. where it it gets set up those thin thin sensitive sensitive kind of layers, and so um, we see that the most common first sign we're going to see, and actually it can sometimes be largely unnoticed, may just be a little bit of tearing of mm-hmm. the eye, right? And you see that all the time. See it the all the time, especially, you know, we are in Oklahoma where the wind comes sweeping down the plains oh, and yeah. the, you know, we have a lot of environmental components that can make can make eyes water. And so mm-hmm. um, we can see some tearing. We then see some inflammation of the tissues around the eye. Um, and then as that infection can get set up, if it's truly an infectious process, not a traumatic process or, or something like that, um, we we see many times the first thing producers may see is some discoloration of that eye, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of turning blue or getting a cloudiness to it. And then we can get as far extreme as seeing ulcers or mm-hmm. a complete breakdown of the layers of that cornea, which is that top um, top layer of the eye or outermost mm-hmm. air, uh, layers of the eye. Uh, we get breakdown in those cellular layers. And those are pretty those are pretty significant and severe. So it's gone. It's gone a long ways from there. I it's mean, gone like a- to get to that, I remember seeing it almost appears that the eye has like a point. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You can even see on those ulcers. Um, it, it may look like somebody took a little divot mm-hmm. out of the um, out of that outermost layer of of the eye. Usually, again, we're going to see tearing. We're going to we may even see some swelling. Um, we're going to see some redness surrounding that eye or their uh squinting right mm-hmm. they're not wanting to keep that eye eye open and and visual and the the challenging thing with a lot of these too is that it's going to cause a scar on on that cornea and so it can impair um impair vision even uh lifelong or if it gets so severe it may require removal of that eye usually when we're talking about uh, infectious bovine keratoconjunctivitis this is going to be a herd issue right so it's not just a single animal in a in a population we want to see a certain percentage of the animals to use that term that we think it's going to be infectious Mm -hmm. of course it's not just you know one cow out of a group of a hundred it's it's multiple cows usually in the 10 to 15 percent of of animals being affected, mm-hmm. we do usually see it in the summer, um, and there's contributing factors to that, right? Like there, are, we see higher incidence of insect populations, yeah, like vector. Some of those vectors are vectors right. for sure, for sure. And um, it's you know that bacteria that can cause an infectious problem um, has been found on on flies. They can carry right. it from one animal to an, uh, to another. And um, then we have other things in the summer. We've we've got the heat, we've mm-hmm. got the sun, um, those things. We can have dust and wind and all of all of the good things we see. Um, you know, in my favorite place to be, which is other than Stillwater, uh, Western Oklahoma. Right, so. absolutely. So it's anything kind of like, you know, all these things that cause humans to have allergies. They can have cause cattle to have some reactions yeah, to that too. We we can see those um, we can see those kind of precipitating traumatic type things. And mm-hmm. once we break that layer of the eye, then we can see that infection set up and in fairly the, the other component to eye injuries, you know, I, I will say this as a veterinarian across multiple species is 
issues with the eye need to be seen quickly. Okay. That is not some that is not something to wait around another 24 to 48 mm -hmm. hours and hope it gets better because they can turn worse uh, in in very very short order and risk losing the um, the eye the globe or the eyeball itself. Mm -hmm. so, That's what I was going to yeah. ask you. So it, it progresses very quickly after it you're seeing it can if you're not if you're not seeing um seeing treat you know we're not getting some, any treatment mm -hmm. um taking care of that and and that's easy to ha you know that's easy to occur especially if you're you know like my family where you're sometimes uh not seeing your animals in right. the light of day of course um and so those are things we want to we want to pay attention to some of those early early signs that may suggest we need to take a closer closer look at yeah. it, no pun intended absolutely yeah. We talk about a lot about flies with producers this time of year. So is it just face flies or are we talking horn flies and stable flies too? Are there all of them causing the spread or? All of anything that's going to cause that irritation and trauma okay. has the has the potential um, to, to do that. The, the other thing we want to be careful about is, again, as I previously mentioned, what are they eating? How is it, um, you know, are we going to have things like I had one producer in, in practice that had a had a lot of eye issues well when we went to investigating it he was feeding some really rough rough hay mm -hmm. and we saw a lot of grass on and things behind the third eyelid that sits there and then just scratches across the front of that eye and then sets up not only trauma but gets yeah. it set up to go for infection as well yeah so any round bale feeding which is happening right now sure. because of the short sure. grasses and native grasses that get tall at the end of the year i think about that you know at the end of the summer and Anything like that. But yeah, like the ons of wheat hay, I say, yep. I mean, that's just, that's a big deal, especially yep. even mouth issues, right? We sure. can have mouth issues sure. with cows too. Um, what about breeds of certain cattle? Are they more prone to pink eye than yeah, others? Usually our cattle with um, white faces, so white pigmentation or pink pigmentation around the eyes are traditionally thought of, they're going to be more predisposed to, to pink eye, but that doesn't mean that uh, black-hided cattle, for instance, are uh, are immune to it. Right. Uh, we can we can see it in in all types of cattle. And the white coloring is because of the. I mean, they are more affected because of the UV. Historically rays, right? thought of uh, on the the UV um, okay. UV issues uh, with with light pigmentation. Okay. All right. What about immunity? So once an animal has pink eye, we've covered maybe got them to the vet in time do they have immunity for a little bit of it i mean i, yeah, I wonder so, i mean i so wonder the about thing that about pink eye is uh we're still don't know everything about mm -hmm. it too i maybe should have led with that particular no that's all right, comment, right? <laughs> um but there's you know there's ongoing research typically we don't see pink eye issues in a herd year after year after year um so there can potentially be an immune com component to it um, I personally am not a huge fan of um, giving pink eye vaccines, for okay. instance, because okay. uh, I don't think they're terribly effective and, and cost effective in most instances. Now, I do think in in the situation where if you're having an outbreak of pink mm -hmm. eye, that may be something you want to discuss with your veterinarian is is that something we want to want to bring on board? But generally vaccinating for for pink eye just to vaccinate for mm -hmm. it not something that's usually on my list it needs to be an individual operation consideration with the historic you've had problems we, we've with had it. problems yeah. with it absolutely and i've seen out in the country like certain producers have like these strange 
pink eye vaccines or kind of like a, a certain mix or something that's coming yep. from someone who can't speak the language. But are those vaccines specific to that area, maybe? In a variety of uh, situations, we can have autogenous type vaccines okay. that are kind of customized vaccines okay. to that. The thing we want to be cautious on those is we want to get some diagnostics, veterinary involvement, mm -hmm. and making sure that we're not wasting our money on, right. on those kind of vaccines. And usually that's gonna be in a situation where a producer has had a problem in the past, right? Mm -hmm. And so, um, and that seemed to be effective. Uh, I wanna be cautious mm -hmm. of saying pink eye vaccines don't do their job. They need to be used in certain situations. Right. They, can, they can make a difference, so. Well, very well explained. Um, I've always wondered about that because you see a lot of different ones out there. We have this, let's think of this example. We have this producer has is starting to see an outbreak, maybe has some that have gotten severe. What should this producer do? Like, what should be his or her form of action um, as they move forward? Right, right. So, you know, the, the thing we want to do is we want to treat those animals that are affected. Um, we may want to, there's a variety of um, medication options based on what's going on in that specific eye. And so um, that may be in the involvement of antibiotics. Maybe we, we may want anti-inflammatories on board because keep in mind, anything with the eye is generally very painful too. Mm -hmm. That's why they squint. That's why they, they blink. They're light averse. They don't, you know, they don't like being in that they don't get to wear sunglasses, right? And right. so um, we we see those those kind of things. Um, so again, antibiotics may be a first choice. Um, we may also again want anti-inflammatories. Uh, we may want some some coverage uh, of that eye. A, a patch is not right. uncommon that we would we would see those. We don't generally like in horses with eye issues. We might use a fly mask, right? right. We don't usually do that in in cattle, but it's the same <laughs> yeah. kind of um, same kind of effect. Mm -hmm. And then as we see, you know, if it's a if it's one animal and and out. That's probably some other situation going on than a, a highly infectious process. Okay, okay. Um, they've either had a just a trauma to that eye. Uh, we can also have certain types of um, cancers and things that can go on in eyes that can have very similar presenting kind of early early signs mm -hmm. that we want to take a look at that but those are our those are our general general scope of treatment and then we want to step back too and take a look are do we have things going on in that particular pasture in that particular herd right. that may be putting us at at higher risk um, and it's interesting again i mentioned previously we don't have all the answers mm -hmm. on pink eye right uh, but um, it, it seems to be it's, you know, we'll have a problem one year and then next year we don't have anything. We may rock along for a couple of years and then we have another right. issue. So staying on top of it and, um, you know, also visiting with your veterinarian because uh, I think we see these trending. This is just anecdotal, but geographically in certain areas. And so it's helpful to know if some of your fellow producers um, are experiencing similar problems, you know, what things mm -hmm. have been in your veterinarian's hands, what has been effective um, approaches to controlling it? Yeah, that's that's excellent advice. Um, I think I think also that 
it's it should be a veterinarian treated sort of thing that maybe we probably are not going to solve it on the farmer ranch if it's if it's an outbreak type I of situation. Definitely need to have a consultation mm -hmm. um, on on how we want to approach it. Now, if we've had a problem in the past, hopefully we already have kind of a True. written treatment plan, mm -hmm. and and that may be in fact in fact easier. But with um, with our ongoing focus on um, responsible antibiotic uses right. and responsible drug use overall, we definitely want to have some discussions happening and not mm -hmm. just throw, you know, not just throw a dose of antibiotics at it and hope it gets better. Right. Very good. That was a great summary, Rosalind. Thank you so much. Hopefully this episode gives producers an inside look into what causes pink eye and how to treat it, potentially maybe preventing it this season. Uh, listeners, if you would like more information about pink eye, visit our show notes. All the information we discussed today will be there. Alternatively, I'd like to say visiting with your consulting veterinarian is your greatest asset in preventing and treating diseases such such as this we always encourage you to seek out a local vet for this and other common health issues so thank you for joining us today and have a great week mm -hmm.